Eugene Achike, a man who was praised by the town of Inugu. Known and admired for his wealth and devotion to the Catholic Church, he was suddenly found dead on his desk. Now, years later, after his death, his family is speaking about their experiences with Eugene and, reve and revealing the shocking news of the abuse they endured while living in his household. Today, we are here with Kambili, Eugene's daughter, and throughout this interview, we uncover the effects on how a figure in an individual's life can affect one's voice and identity. This is Hamilton Wyndham Radio. I am your host. How exactly were you treated by your father? Were you restricted? Were you beaten? Elaborate on that. My entire life, while living with my father, I followed a strict schedule. Both me and my brother, Jaja, did. Everything we did and had to do that day was written and planned for us. From siesta to family time to prayers. And, and there were extremely high expectations. It was practically mandatory f to be perfect. Both me and my brother had to come in first in class. He would always say to me, my father, God has given you so much. He expects much from you. He expects perfection. And so when expectations were met, I remember once I, uh, I came in second, there were very harsh punishments for that, typically in some form of being hit or hurt. What happened when you came in second? Nothing. I would have if it wasn't for a phone call. Uh, at the time, my father's co-worker was in jail, and at this time, the coup was going on, and my father's newspaper, as well as his employees, were currently in jeopardy. Um... So during that time, my father progressively became stressed and agitated. So right before he was going to determine the punishment I would receive, he received a call about his in-prison colleague, and so he had to focus on that. But as I was saying, we would receive harsh punishments for mistakes, especially when it came to religion. My father's devotion to the church was most important. So on multiple occasions, when we did something deemed unholy, uh, we faced extreme, extreme repercussions from him. We were beaten, burned. My mother very tragically lost several unborn children to these beatings. And yet we still had to pray for Mama's forgiveness. And how else did the abuse affect you? Maybe not physically, but also mentally? I would never speak. Not only around him, my father, but in other situations, too. I struggled with getting words out of my mouth in any situation. It, it was as if I had no voice, no identity. I was nothing but my father's daughter, and I felt that I was nothing without my father. I believed what he believed. I spoke what he spoke. I would only speak unless spoken to or if I believed that if what I said would make Papa happy. To gain just a little bit of pride. Like everyone else in the town, I wanted his praise and approval, to be associated with him, to be in his attention. So I was quiet. I was always amazed by how casually my cousins and family could speak to each other, to have conversation, to laugh all the time. I didn't know what my laugh sounded like. Was there ever a moment that you could get away from this abuse, just to have a moment to relax, to be yourself? No, not really. Not until I was 15, when I stayed with my aunt and cousins in Nuska. 
It took my aunt a lot of negotiating and compromising with my father to get us over there. It was the first time that me and my brother stayed away from home. While we were there in Niska, we, we were still expected to follow a schedule that my father wrote for us. And we would have followed it, except that my aunt, Auntie Fioma, took it away from us. That was probably one of the first times I got to experience a sort of disconnect from my father. It was the moment me and my brother realized that we didn't have to fear him while we were away. And this was really shocking for the both of us. The entire experience of being in Niska, being with my cousins, being away from my father's strictness was very bizarre. And I adjusted slowly. I had to adjust to the living conditions, which were completely different from the ones I had known my whole life. My, my brother had a very good time, though. Similar to the previous question, were there people that you could rely on or that helped you throughout your life during this time? Well, obviously I had my brother. We were both going through the same treatment, but we rarely spoke about it. We could only make reference to it in our life, and there was really nothing we could do but to be perfect. And really, there's not much anyone else could do to help us with our lives. The only person that could do anything for us was Auntie Fioma. She was trying to help us get away by allowing us to live at her house and also trying to convince my father to send us to boarding school. From being away from my father and being in Niska, everyone there helped me learn. Learn about different lifestyles, the reality of our country, and the reality of some lessons that have been engraved in my mind since I was young by my father. I was able to gain my voice. I was continually, continuously put in situations where I was prompted to speak or where I wanted to respond to something to defend or explain myself. And these moments brought me closer to speaking more, more casually to where I could speak freely in conversation. There was a priest, actually, Father Amadi, who probably helped me the most. He helped me relax helped me laugh. He gave me the praise and attention that I so desperately needed in my life. He was the foggy father figure that I wanted and that I needed. And final question, how did the death of your father affect you? What was your reaction? It was shocking. I had never considered the possibility that Papa would die, that Papa could die. He was different from all the other people that were killed. He seemed immortal. I didn't really know how to feel. Me and my family were silent despite everyone else around us who were devastated. But yet I still wished he were around. I still wished for his praise. I would dream of him, of him reaching out to hug me, and I would reach out to hug him too. But we would never collide, and I would wake up. We would never speak of our father to each other, to my mother my mother and brother. There, there were so many mixed feelings between all of us. Well, Kimberly, I want to thank you for coming out here and taking the time to answer our questions about your experience. Yes, thank you for having me.